I have a three scroll rule. Ooh, I like it. That we have three scrolls of content to convince people to follow us, right? That's you only get three scrolls. Wow, yeah. So I'm always like, what story are we telling in three scrolls? Hey there, and welcome to the Enrollify podcast. Each week, the Enrollify podcast equips you with insights into how the latest trends in marketing and technology are affecting today's enrollment marketers. Every episode is designed to inspire new creative ideas for how to optimize the resources you do have to generate the results that you need. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Welcome to the show. Alrighty, folks, we are live here at AMA, and I am sitting down with Jenny Lee Fowler from MIT. Jenny, you head up social media strategy at MIT, and it's an honor to just have you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for asking me. This is, like, really cool and fun. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Um, and it, even even more fun when you get to talk about a topic with a guest that you care a lot about. I it was just telling you right before we hit record here that I have a always had a special place in my heart for organic social. I love it. I love to hear it. And you're like, you just wrote a book on it. Yes, yes. So I, I want to hear a little bit about the book. Like, what, Take us back to like the beginning. Like, What inspired you to write the book? Well, I think um, you know, people are always asking me a lot of the, these questions. Yeah. Um, and there were a lot of conversations that I started like really presenting about um, and mentoring people on. And I, you know, I found myself having the same conversations over and over again. Yeah. And so I think that um, the really it's it was a knowledge transfer, mm. and I just want everyone to learn from my mistakes and my experiences. And I, you know, I'm really rooting for all social media managers. And so if they can um, elevate what they're doing, you know, I'm all for that. Wonderful. And and how did you get started in social media management? Oh, gosh, kind of by accident, really. <laughs> um, but I've always been in communications. Okay. And um, it's just you know, every time there's such a, a new medium, I think I always was an early adopter yeah. and I really got into social media and it just seemed like a really fun, challenging new space for me to explore. And so I think I kind of accidentally stumbled into it. Yeah. And, and are you part of the higher ed social group? I am. Okay. I'm in a lot of the spaces. Yes. I'm, sh I'm sure. I, yeah, I'm not surprised. But one of the, that group, like I, I'm part of a lot of groups as well. They, they have like the most helpful people of wow. any Facebook group I have ever seen in any industry on any topic. The people in that group are just like, y'all like really help each other out. No, we really are a community. I think a lot of us, especially early on, we feel, we really feel each other because we don't have a lot of support. We mm. don't have resources. We, yeah. There are a lot of demands. Um, and so I think that it's a community where we like to share our learnings mm. and, and just give each other tips and tricks to make um, our lives as easy as possible because it's, it's rough. Yeah. It's really rough out there right now. Yeah. Yeah. I have a special place in my heart for not just social media managers in general, but specifically those in higher ed. Read, me it's, too. It is tough. Yeah. It is tough. Um, so, okay. Back, so back to your book. So you get a lot of people asking you questions about organic social strategy. Yeah. As you were thinking about putting an outline for the book together, what were some of the, what are some of like the core topics or core themes that you that you uncover in the book? 
Sure. So I really have a, a, a framework, which I think is easy for everyone. And, and it really are the elements that you can build a strong, organic social strategy around. Okay. You know, I call them my six M's of social media. Six M's, okay. And it's mission, message, management, medium, metrics, and monitoring. Okay. And I really sort of go into that. And then we really, you know, dive into like the difference between strategy and tactics hmm. and why you need a strategy, why choosing the right channel is um, really important. Um, and you know, it's a lot of like the discovery process yeah. before you actually start to uh, post content. Yeah. And we say um, creating the channel is the last step. You know, there's a lot of things that should come before it. So yeah. it really kind of dives into that. And, and I think that that's so important. I, lo I love the six M's. And what, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is how, how like organic social has also just like changed, right? Like from my perspective, I first got into working in marketing and I was more of kind of a, you know, classic con marketing consultant. Social was, you know, one thing that, that that I thought about, but it was really always in the context of like a larger like inbound marketing strategy, right. for instance, sure, right? Sure, sure. And, um, but, but like I remember in like 2013 when I first got into the space, you could post uh, on, on Facebook, right? And, you, you know, 50% or so of the people that followed you on Facebook would like just see your organic post, right? right? And this was just, this was like the era where like Facebook boosting just just started coming out. Yeah. And you, you could pay like 20 bucks and you yeah. could get, like, then you could reach your whole audience. It was like amazing, yeah. right? Yeah, right. And, and that was this era. Um, and, and then, you know, obviously sort of like that's evolved over time, right? It's, uh, organic reach has gone you know, to, to basically zero on, on a lot of these platforms or a lot of the, like the legacy platforms. And that's when like this world of social advertising came about and everyone had to pay and all this stuff. But now it feels like there's this like resurgence of what I would call sort of like, you know, like creator marketing and, and like individuals. Renaissance. It's so like a renaissance yeah. Yeah, of individuals doing social doing organic social as as themselves yeah right and, and it's taking off yeah I mean, it's huge so true so i, I want to pick your brain like like how have you seen this evolution like unfold and like where what do you get most excited about with respect to organic today and like where do you think this is going tomorrow right oh well that gosh that's a question <laughs> um but I, I you know i will say you know i feel like a lot of people have been using the phrase like organic is dead mm. it's just no longer you know relevant or is it doesn't exist and i you know i firmly believe that it does yeah um and part of it is that i when i started in higher ed social media i didn't have a budget yeah. so i had to be or organic yeah. right so had to be really resourceful and um you know i really had to base everything on like evidence-based content yeah. you know make all informed decisions and have um that really uh like kind of drive what content you're posting yeah. um so uh so i had to do organic and and now i know that mit would give me a budget if i wanted it but now it's a point of pride like i've always done organic and it i will continue to yeah <laughs> like i love that i can say i've never boosted a post and i've never done paid social that's amazing so, like i i love that i could say that and and we have like an audience of more than you know 5.5 million wow. total social media on all of our active yeah. platforms but it's it's just difficult it's not dead it's just difficult and i think it really really um has to do with listening to what your audience is wanting from you what your audience is engaging with yeah. and just doing more of that yeah. um i i do feel like this is like 
it social in its purest form. Yeah. Right before there before it was monetized, it was like people were just posting yeah. things, yeah. and then you know we were just liking it. And so I just um, I just love how it's just like the purest form of social yeah. um, and it's it's really challenging especially when we do go into a new um, platform like even one or two likes gets me really excited still yeah. <laughs> and I um, and I just sort of love that feeling and love that feeling of growing from just the ground up yeah um, where is social going that's a really interesting question I um, I think that people are sort of longing for the days when um, you know, the algorithm wasn't such a mystery <laughs> and, you know, we can kind of like just talk to each other. Yeah. It, 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 you know, I kind of think that maybe, you know, when we're in social media um, channels, we are renters, right? We're not owners. Yep. And I think more people or more um, organizations are going to try to, are going to move to more owned spaces like NASA just launched its own um, video platform really yeah social uh, sprout social launched its own um, community like space wow. like the Arboretum so I think more people are gonna go from like rented spaces to like owned spaces and they feel a little bit more safe I don't know I think I don't know yeah um, I, I could be wrong but that's my guess yeah that's definitely happening uh, you, you can see that happening right uh, and the question is just like like I, I've tried to launch a couple of my own sort of, you know, uh, paid spaces or even free spaces that are, you know, uh, right. owned, not right. rented. And quite frankly, it's it is so hard to to change consumer behavior and getting people. People will get really active and excited for the first week, right? And then it's really hard to maintain and grow conversation in these in these, you know, uh, owned spaces. I, I feel like we were talking a little bit a second ago of, of um, about Zemi and like what they've been able to do. A hundred percent. With their, you know, and I think that that's, that's a great example of it working well. You're also, you're also primarily targeting an audience that like doesn't have like all the scars and history of social that we, that we <laughs> yes, all have, right? Yes. So it, maybe, maybe that's a factor of like why it works. Well, I think, I think the thing is you're tapping into communities that exist. Like our keynote um, yesterday was talking about fandoms and how mm. they finally figured out they should t tap into the Bayhive and then that's what brought it on. I think it's yeah. not so much like you're, you're, trying to get everyone to join you're trying to get existing fandoms to join you're trying to get mm. your people in your community that already exists onto that platform and that's a little bit of a lower lift than like starting from a community from scratch right exactly so i think that's where like fandoms are going to be huge you yeah. know and um you just have to find your people and and listen to them and grow your channels you know leading with humans right leading with people yeah. yeah what do you think about like i remember when like tiktok first came about and um i remember people it, it felt actually from my perspective anyways like the first time in a long time where anybody could go viral like it, <laughs> it was this it was this like notion that oh my gosh like you don't Virality did not depend on audience size. A hundred percent, yeah. And they and they they sort of they championed this like next chapter yeah. of of organic social. Yeah. And I'd love like your thoughts on on that and or like as you think about how platforms like TikTok, you know, Insta Reels, etc., this video first kind of uh, uh, mentality. How 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 have you seen the as these new platforms have have taken off or these new products have taken off? 
how how are they affecting like the way that the organic game is played today? Mm. I, I'm I'm very interested in the fact that you called it a game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a game. It's a game. Because I've been no, I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, cool. Tell okay. Tell me. Tell me why. Well, okay. So I to go back to what you were asking. I think the part of what made the allure of TikTok it was that it wasn't sort of new. It was more of what used to be right it's like it, it, it was lovely to think that like you can put something anyone could put something on a, on a, um, a social media channel or platform and anyone can see it and then it could get like tons and tons of likes right which is yeah. again back it's sort of like a, a call back to um, the early days of social media so I think um, for those of us who have been around long enough yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a it was call back to more of what used to be but I think it felt new um, because it was more of a transparent algorithm like we can kind of like see how it worked but but do you think like and, and the reason I use game is because at the end of the day I think I think it involves a lot of strategy like I, yeah. I don't know a single person who's on social that's doing it without a goal of growing something right right like you you have to be you have to care about and maybe it's not even growing audience maybe it's just growing engagement of existing audience right 100 yes and and you need that goal yes exactly and and and, and right it's a game the reason I use that <laughs> that, that word is like because there's there's a lot of strategy involved but you don't know like you don't, and maybe actually game is a terrible word because like you don't actually know the rules. You can guess the rules, but at the end of the day, like you don't know, I don't know what Insta's algorithm actually looks like. Right, we, right. We, we have signals, right? But we have to, we all have to just put our best strategies forward and, and at the end of the day, cross our fingers and hope for the best. I mean, yes, yes, there's a bit of that. But I, um, you know, I always tell people don't be too reactive to the algorithm because we're never going to know what it's going to be yeah. entirely. And there's, they're always going to be tweaking the algorithm. Yeah. But, you know, I always tell people, let the algorithm do what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to get to know you. Yeah. So if you make changes based on what you think it's doing, then you're changing your behavior instead mm. of letting it get to know what your behavior is and then to and sort of bounce back to what it was doing for you before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I always kind of preach, don't be too reactive to it. Well, I mean, and, and that makes sense. I, I, I don't think you should be because, you, you, again, you don't actually know. And the minute, for most of us, the minute we find out that oh this audio is like trending let's put something to it's it's probably too late for, for a lot of us by the time we get our ducks in a row and, and and actually launch something it's probably at the tail end of its virality yeah no it's it's tough for brands it's tough to like jump onto those trends so we we just tend not to yeah you know we want our audiences to um find us and like us because of what we do yeah and the value that we, you know, give and supply in these spaces. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, we like to stay in our our own lane yeah. and do and do our own thing. Well, and you guys have a, you know, an institutional brand that is obviously internationally known and well respected. And so there's, I'm sure there's a lot of like not pressure per se, but there's a, there's a lot of respect that you want to pay to that brand. I mean, and there's a lot of expectations, which can be tough too, but I think um, social is inherently, it's supposed to be social and it's supposed to be fun. And I, and I, I do take it as an opportunity to show like, 
the fun side yeah. of our, you know, our institution because that, that does exist, um, and it's sort of my job to show that side too. So, and, I mean, it's evolved a lot. Social has evolved so much, but you know, I used I, I used to say like some of the, the hardest decisions I make just during a day might be what emoji to use. <laughs> I mean, it's it's certainly become more sophisticated than that, um, and all the crisis has made it tougher. But yeah. But it's still social. I don't think we should take ourselves too seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well said. When you when you guys think about, are you guys active active on TikTok? We are. Yeah. So how do you think about TikTok and how do you think about reels? Like, especially coming from MIT, right? And and respecting the brand, still wanting to make it fun. Like, what what have you found that works well? Obviously, like in a context that is video first, right? And video focused versus you know Facebook when most of us in this room got started like people weren't posting videos on facebook right like not really it was it was all text based for 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 the most part then images came around but even then it was and then even when instagram launched it was you know static images it was slow right but and and tiktok obviously from from day one was was video first and i think that that rocked the world for for lots of folks people i remember seeing you probably remember this even more than i do You'd see like the the TikTok videos that were like landscape. Is that the right? Yeah, like yes. landscape, right? Yes, <laughs> like yes. people like sharing a video on TikTok in like the wrong format. I think it's the vertical format that really sort of mm. shook everyone in the court. You know, as far, we're like, what is this? We're you know, we have to. Now we're doing it like nine sixteen instead yeah. of sixteen nine. So. You know, our audience still likes our sciency, quirky numbers. You know, I mean, research. That's in the at the end of the day, like that's what our you know bread and butter yeah. is. And so, there's no reason. That's what people want. And from us, there's no reason for us to change that at all. Um, that's always worked for our YouTube strategy, and so we just kind of extend that to other video platforms. Yeah. But um, you know, it's and it's fun. like I'm trying different things. We try, you know, we, we use we use a Harry Potter filter. You know, we're trying to do different things. But it's always the science and you know the research stuff that always does the best. Yeah. And so, you know, that's it's nice. It's nice to really have a sense of what your audience wants. Yeah. So I guess. You know, it's 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 nice for us in that way, especially like if you're a, a new brand trying to start start off and um, and find your voice, that can be really really challenging. But do you get pressure from folks? In what way? Meaning, like I'm thinking about right, you being very and, and again, obviously, science technology, very very MIT -y, yeah, right? Yes, um, yes, yes. But like, what about what about like other programs or or, or other aspects of 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 the institution? that feel like their voice might not be represented. Like how, how do you, how do you, cause, cause I think what you just said is, is spot on. And one of the, I was just having a conversation with somebody about branding a second ago, right? And our whole point was like, one of the biggest mistakes that schools make is trying to be all things to all people. And especially in their like marketing collateral. And how do you like, how do you balance being a place Universities are incredibly diverse places, right? Like, how do you balance showcasing your diversity while also being very specific about, like, but we're for these kinds of, you know, thinkers and, and whatnot? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just because that type of content, content works, content, <laughs> yeah, it does the best. It doesn't mean we're not, like, you know, showcasing our culture, our art. Um, I, you know, my mission is to show that we have, like, um, really diverse population. Our community is really international. It's like you know, it's 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 very 
broad. Yeah. And so, and so it's, we, we just amplify our community. Mm. You know, it's, um, I just make sure, you know, when you're scrolling on our timeline, when you, like I make sure in three scrolls, you, you see a woman, you see a person of color and, and it's not a challenge. They're, they're just naturally a part of our, um, you know, community. So it's not like I have to go hunting for yeah. those pictures. I just make sure that they're evenly like, like I'm strategic in how often we post right yeah. so that in three because i i have a three scroll rule Ooh, i like it that we have three scrolls of content to convince people to follow us right that's you only get three scrolls wow yeah so i'm always like what story are we telling in three scrolls so i'm always looking oh, at our I content as a um as a consumer or a, a follower to see what what we're showing them in three scrolls of content and i always make sure it's like our full story right yeah um, our student culture our you know there's a woman there's a man, you know, there, um, and there's um, a part of like, uh, you know, not the classroom, but what's ha happening outside of the classroom and the arts and um, theater. I love that. That, that, that. that is like a perfect little takeaway that anyone listening to this conversation today <laughs> can go and audit themselves, right? Like, great, yes. Audit yourself, do the three scroll, the Jenny approved three scroll <laughs> method, and see whether or not in three scrolls you are accurately articulating the mission of your respective institution. Right. Would you follow you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, would you follow your brand? You know, um, and you'll, you'll surprise yourself. Like sometimes I'll look at my timeline and I'm like, oh, I need color. Like mm. I'll, I'll have like posted three black and white or like a me an x-ray and two black and white pictures in a row. Yeah. And then it'll dawn on you like, oh, I need color or I need, I, I need a campus photo. It's all indoors. So you look at it, you know, it's, it's really informative. Well, Jenny, um, this has been a great little conversation, and I appreciate you taking time to come on and talk a little bit about how, how you see the social landscape. I, I want to encourage folks to buy your book. So how do people how do people find your book? Like, what's the best way for them to access it? Yeah, so it's so it's currently on pre-order. Okay. Um, it's like Kogan page. It's K-O-G-A-N page, P-A-G-E dot com. Okay. And you just type in my name and you can pre-order, but it'll be out the day after Christmas in all of the spaces. Wonderful. You know, like everywhere. If you're interested in learning more, then yeah. Well, for, for what it's worth too, I think we didn't get time to talk about this today. We'll have to have you back on, but I think that, that like the, the the next chapter of social of organic social is is really aligned with like creators and like individual like the individual personalized like personal brands and I think personal brands are going to have this huge moment with organic social because it's a lot easier to grow organic social as a person than it is as as a page or you know as a as a uh, you know business account a brand yeah 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 but yeah we'll have links to your book in the show notes below and then as the book comes out after Christmas and as in um, once it's not available on Amazon we'll go ahead and update that as well yeah thank you it was great it was so great to meet you this yeah, is likewise. great conversation yeah likewise likewise thanks for the time thank you hey there we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Enrollify podcast the Enrollify podcast is brought to you by Enrollify, a learning community for enrollment managers and higher education marketers. Enrollify was built to empower enrollment marketers with the ideas, the strategies, and the tools that they need to optimize the resources that they do have to generate the results that they need. You can explore our other podcasts like Starter Stories and CRM Prov, or sign up for one of our newsletters, or even watch an episode of Frideas, our weekly video segment, at enrollify.org. 
And if you know anyone that you think that we should have on this show or any one of our other shows, please reach out to me directly at Zach, that's Z-A-C-H, at Enrollify.org. Again, that's Zach, Z-A-C-H, at Enrollify.org. And I'd be happy to chat with you about getting you or someone you know on one of our shows.